Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T-Dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three, we talk about the Raptors at the trade deadline. And was it a boom, a bust, or more of a fizzle? Then we talk about winners and losers from around the league in deadline day. Uh, losers, Los Angeles Lakers. Spoiler alert. And finally, we wrap up with a look at the buyout market and who might still need a little something to finish off their season. As usual, the co-host chair is filled by none other than neighbor Brando. So sit back, relax, and let us walk you through three big stories from around the association. What's going on, bro? What is going on indeed, my friend? Uh, apparently, you and I are wearing uh, the prognosticator hats, the special uh, future-telling hats. Please tell me you're, you're buying 649 tickets after our last show. <laughs> you know what? I think I just might now. Yeah, because you and I were calling it. We were like, hmm, that James Harden thing, that, that might be something. That might be something. Yeah, you know, but you know what? I can't really take, like, 100% credit uh, because – I was just basically, you know, regurgitating what uh, the news around the league was. Like, I can't say, like, I didn't drop a Woj bomb or anything. Well, you know. Uh, listen, if you could, if you were that connected to doing Woj bombs, uh, we, this show would be called Three and Brandon, not Three and D. Let me tell you something. I know a guy that knows a guy, okay? so okay. Well, listen, uh, listen uh, to be honest, you're my guy, so I don't know. <laughs> Uh, listen, it is so great to be back uh, chatting with you, my friend. It's yeah, so likewise. Let's, uh, let's digest a little bit. Let's go back. Um, the structure of the show, as you know, as you know, and all the listeners know, it's three topics. So let's, let's break this down. There's so much to get to. Because yeah. uh, I would say that this is probably one of the craziest trade deadlines we've seen in a while. Absolutely. Blockbusters. So let's start local. Okay. Let's go to topic number one. Let's start with the Raptors. Let's go there. Yeah. What did you think of their th- uh, trade deadline? It was um, some people were, let's just say, some people were a little underwhelmed by what we got in terms of the Dodgers contract. Everyone knew Dodgers was on its way out. You know what? what are your thoughts about the Raptors? It was uh, something for something. We got something. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not uh, too happy with how things went down, but you know, Thad Young is a Good player. He's been in the league for quite a while, and he's uh he's a good playmaker for his for his size and position. So, you know, I don't expect him to be like part of the actual rotation, but like, yo, we got a guy that plays the game as opposed to a guy who chills in Miami half the time. So, right. I mean, Fred Van Lee did it great, right? And then hey, we yeah, got I a guy because the other guy was playing at home. Yeah, that was home. uh shots fired. Oh God, you gotta love you gotta love Freddie, eh? Yeah, the master of the sly. He 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 slid that in there, but. Let me say this about uh, about what I think about Thad Young. Thad Young, in getting Thad Young, you got a guy who might be able to help you in a playoff push. He doesn't hurt you in a playoff. Like it's not like if he if he if you have to play him, then you're in trouble. He's mm-hmm. a good player. He's a decent player. Yeah. He's on his seventh team in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and he had a little bit of a run there in. Um, was it Indiana and Chicago? He had a couple of like, oh, okay, this, this, that, but Thad Young is that who he is, right? He is a he is a N- professional NBA player. He's yeah. not a star. Not going to ch- change the world, but he's there. Um, but that tells you where the market was. 
and how high it was for some of those other pieces they were looking at. Because there, there was that rumor the Raptors were in on Jakob Pertl. There was a rumor they were in on um, Miles Turner. Yeah, Drogic was the key piece going back either way. And I both think both those teams were like, mm, we can do better than this. And, and so you settle at that young, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Well, you know, I I think, uh, you know, the, the I think what might have happened was, you know, Masai was in for uh, Pirtle with uh, the Spurs there. And I think they wanted, like, maybe another piece like Boucher or something. And Masai wasn't really going to you know, give up Drogic, uh, Boucher in a pick for Jakob Pertl. Mm. So Spurs are like, hey, I'll give you the next best thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. This is all hearsay. I don't, I'm not even No, sure. no, for sure. I think the other thing that you have to look at is that Drogic was 19 million coming off the cap, right? Right. So they would have some room. Oh, you know, they're still not going to have a ton of room um, when you factor everybody else in. But you know what? Okay. So Drogic is coming off the cap at 19. Uh, I think Thad Young is at fourteen and uh, fourteen or so. With you know, uh, they had to throw in that other kid, who, the guy who will never be here, uh, Drew Eubanks. Yeah, a trivia question for you down the road. Um, <laughs> Drew Eubanks is uh, is was you know, from what I heard, this is the best story. So when I hear it, he gets the call from from uh, the San Antonio front office from Popovich and uh, R.C. Buford, and they call him up and they're like, "Listen, man, you've been uh, you've been traded to the Toronto Raptors." And then he says, okay, thanks so much. And he gets a, you know, he starts going to his locker room, he's clearing out his locker room, you know, he's got the, the little roll-on deodorant and he's taking down the picture of his of his sweetheart and he's putting it in his bag. And he gets the he gets another call from his agent. And his agent says, Don't bother coming, don't get a ticket to Toronto. You don't need it. They're waving you. So within an hour, this guy got two phone calls that basically said, Clean your shit out and nobody wants you. Like that that fucking sucks to be to that be honest. Is, but like, that is a kick in the nuts right there. Yeah. Too bad but, we couldn't finesse them for Josh Primo, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think you'd have to give a lot more than uh, than Chris Boucher to get Josh Primo. Josh Primo looks like a star. He he's yeah. gonna be a star. I, I hope I, he does. Uh and especially with that with that coaching staff that developed. Like San Antonio is, is a it's a solid organization. But I think you're right. I think with the Purtle thing, the other thing is that young is thir- fourteen million off the cap, but he he's he comes off the cap as well. Yeah. So Bobby Webster and beside Jerry, like, listen, if we can't get the guy that we really want, you know, Miles Turner, Jakob Purtle, we're not taking back on we're not taking turn back. We're just, no. we're just not gonna do it. So Thad Young is the guy they end up with. Okay, fine, whatever. Um I think the Everyone gets a little excited because I think this team is a little streaky, right? We saw them come off of a seven-gamer in a row, and then now they, you know, now they lost two in a row. Uh, who yeah, knows what well, happens in Minnesota? But I, this team is going to be streaky. It's going to be touch and go to to get to the playoffs, play in tournament. Yeah, but I think they're in the thick of that, right? Oh, for sure. Like I, I watched the the entirety of Saturday night's game against the Nuggets. Um, and for the viewers, we're doing this Tuesday, the fifteenth. That's right. Yep. Yeah, so we watched them get absolutely fucking murdered by the Pelicans last night. But um we'll get the, to him the in a second. Game, yeah, the Denver game was 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 pretty good. Uh we didn't see you know much of Dad Young at all. I don't even think was he with the team? Dad Young, he was there. He did not play at all yeah, he, he he didn't play. in the Denver game and I think he played like 7 minutes last night. Yeah, and we were uh, you know, Half a yoke hand away from a win, so yeah, that, that play. Listen, so 
Jokic had the game-winning block. Um, I've never seen an unathletic man move so fast in my life. <laughs> like, Listen, uh, everybody has that. You know, they talk about, you know, uh, how moms can lift a car off a baby. Mm-hmm. That was Jokic's mom car baby moment right there. That's, that's, oh, I, I've sure. never seen him jump. Like his vertical is his vertical is, is measured in you know decimals. Yeah, centimeters. <laughs> like, well, up here, yes, of course, we want it metric. Yeah, so we do. We don't want your inches, but I'm talking like it, whatever you, whatever system you're using. That guy is barely off the floor. Yeah, it's just he's just got the length right. Like uh, he had enough he length to get a hang but on. He got up, but he got up on that one. He got yeah. up. Absolutely. The you know and. You know, I think Denver's always everyone's like, oh, yeah, I like the Nuggets. I don't think anyone is like, I, you know, I fucking hate the Nuggets. No, but you know what? But, but at the same Sorry, time, I... do, you know, do you know anyone who loves the Nuggets? Name name one person in in your life who's like, you know what, my team, Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jamal Murray's parents. <laughs> <laughs> they in your life? You you and Jamal's. Murray's no, parents? no, no. I'm just saying that. No, no. I'm just saying you. That's okay if you are. That's cool. Hold no, I'm just bullshitting. But like, yo, uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a little bit of a fan base in Kitchener. Oh no, that's the only place in, in in the entire country, in the entire continent of North America outside of Denver, who are like yeah. Denver Nuggets fan. But they're yeah. secretly hoping that Jamal, you know, goes okay, all right, I see you, Denver, but uh, I'm coming home, and uh, I think Messiah is ready for that too. Starting, I'm putting that out there right now. Yeah, Jamal Murray, come home, come home, <laughs> please. I listen. I will. I will donate. Twenty dollars cash to the to the extension of the uh, the Go train service to go all the way to your house in uh, in Waterloo. Get Let me tell you something. I'll see that twenty and I'll raise you to twenty five. Whoa! Fucking big spenders here, buddy. <laughs> no, literally, that's all we have left after after you know living in the city for as long as we have. Exactly. That's all we got left. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so final thoughts on the Raptors. I think that they're going to be okay. I think this was a, a trade deadline that everyone got excited by because we were kind of in the middle of that run. But if it had been the other way around, if we had lost two or three games going into the trade deadline, I think if we were like that young, I think people would be like, mm, okay, whatever, sure. It's, I don't think it's a hurt you move. I don't think it's a push the needle move either. No, I, I think, uh, you know what? My prediction will we'll make the uh, we'll make the playoffs. Um I do believe we're going to make it to the dance in the sixth spot. Maybe we'll see. Maybe the play in. I don't know. But like, you know, Vegas had our our, our odds of uh, games won this year at thirty six and a half, and we're at thirty one with like twenty something games left. So yeah. So take that. You know, even if we split it half and half, we should be in there. No, I think I think we'll be fine. I th- I honestly do. I think I think the Raptors are are going to be right in there. Yeah, they'll be in that mix in for that. I don't think they go to the nine or ten spot. To be honest, I do think they play in the first game. Then they get two bites at the apple if they mm-hmm. end up in the seventh or eighth spot. You know, right. so I think they'll be. Okay. I think they're going to be okay. I, I really do. Um, let's switch gears because I think we're going to spend the bulk of our time here talking about winners and losers. Yeah. And then I'm going to bring you down with you know. With our third topic, which will basically be like, you know, we'll talk a little bit about buyout and, uh, you know, who needs what. So who's the biggest winner to you in the trade? Could be a team, could be a player, could be, you know, uh, a fan base. Who's the biggest winner from the trade deadline? Uh, James Harden, Philadelphia, and Joel Embiid, and Daryl Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
And apparently the guys who sell cheesesteaks, because you know, you know my man James Harden. Yeah, he's going to be in downtown Philly at the, oh man, what's the famous cheesesteak place called? He's going to be at Pat's. Pat's, is it? Yeah, there's Pat. There's two, right? You got your other Pat's guy? I'm not remember here. The one on the corner, it's like on a corner or something. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's Pat's. I've that's been Pat's? There. Yeah, he'll be I've at been there. I've been to Philadelphia two times. I've been to Pat's both times. Ah, uh, boy. Yeah, so, you know, Harden's going to eat well. Um, But to be to be real, though, like, as I said before, I'm like, for Maury not to make a move this year is fucking stupid because you got one year of elite, elite Joel Embiid, and you got to capitalize on it because his health has been iffy. You know, and you got to capitalize on what you have right now. This is the shot. You better take it. So, yeah, you know, and Philly, oh, God, you, listen, I'm so fired up for the March 10th game when uh, the Nets come to uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I am so fucking fired up for that game. I can't wait to see what they do. Like, I bet you $5 that Ben Simmons won't even play that game. <laughs> because just of who he is as a person. He will not play that game. And, uh, yo, listen. If there's if there's a yeah. if there's a a playoff series between these two, oh my god! Light it up! Light it up! I because... I will pay all the money, please. Oh yeah. Let oh, me be there. Yeah. Look, uh, we'll get to we'll, we'll we'll get back to the to the James Harden um, of it all. I'm oh, sorry, the Ben Simmons James Harden of it all. But the places you're talking about, you're talking about Pats, Geno's. Maybe you're talking about Jim's, but really it's Geno's and Pats. Yeah. Talking about. Two big ones. Yeah, and you're talking about Pats. That's the place to go. No disrespect to Geno's. If you want to send up, hey Geno's, if you want to be a, a, a sponsor of the podcast, we'll take your money. Oh hell, I'll yeah. t- no, not even the money. I'll take the cheesesteaks. We'll take it in cheesesteaks. We'll take it in. We'll take it in. in you can overnight them. <laughs> uh, you can send it to uh, you know we would be the two most popular guys in, in all of Lamoureux if we if we were rocking some cheesesteaks. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. That I'm telling you, we. You know, we have pretty good neighbors. Um, you know, shout out to our neighborhood. We have pretty good neighbors in, in the hood. You obviously being a little longer in the in the neighborhood, you know, you, you have a bit more roots. But like I'm telling you, if we rocked out, if we came up with like three boxes of like cheesesteaks that were overnighted from cheap from, from Pats. We'd be gone in like ten seconds. Yeah, but we, we would we would be we'd be kings. We'd be oh, princes sure. princes sure. of Scarborough. That's what we'd be. <laughs> uh, or better, yeah, but it's open a franchise. Forget the Toronto man's. It would be the kings of Scarborough right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just everywhere we go, they just play ebony and ivory. It'd be great, good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get. <laughs> We're way off track, but it's all good. Uh, listen, James Harden. I I think you're right. I think James Harden is and Philly are are an obvious winner because that's the best player who moved at the deadline. And they yeah. got him. Yeah. And I don't care about the price. You gave up Ben Simmons, who, you know, I think it, I still think Ben Simmons is a very talented basketball player. He's a very good young basketball player. And I kind of like the fit in, in Brooklyn, and we can talk about that in a second. But I think when you go and you see what Philly is doing, you don't hire, hire Daryl Morey to be like, okay, we, we'll take a year on your six-year plan to rebuild our friend. No, no. Daryl Morey is the closer, Okay. With apologies to Kira Sedgwick and that TV show from the from the early two thousands, Daryl <laughs> Morey is a closer. Yeah, he, that's his job. So if, of course he's going to go in, and he said, "Remember, everyone was talking, you and me too." And I'll let you get, jump in in a second. But everybody was talking about 
You're going to have to take 50 cents on the dollar. You're not getting Dame Lillard. You're not getting a superstar. And they got James Cheeseburger Harden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great, that's an all in move. And I like it. I like it with him being. I think the fit is good. So anyway, you're, you you said he was the winner. You you agree with me on this one. But yeah. um, is Daryl Morey the, the baddest man in the NBA? Um. Well, listen, he got what he wanted. Everyone yeah. got what they wanted all around. But I, as I said before, in you know, since the beginning of the season, it's setting a dangerous precedent in the, in the NBA for between players and management and stuff. Because you know, with Ben Simmons just pouting and you know, using. Listen, I don't want to disparage the guy. If he is going through some stuff, like I feel like shit for saying this, but like. He's, you know, bringing up the mental health thing, trying to get out of playing games, right? Yeah. So basically, you just—he's that kid that just sits down. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Until he gets what he wants, what he wants, right? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there's certainly an element to that. I mean, if he comes back and is, you know, immediately, so go back for a second. James Harden is out with his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, until after the until after All Star Weekend, which basically means he's going to. You remember last year they put up a thing with Al Horford when he was out, and they put him as out old. Yeah, what the? I don't remember that. You don't remember? Okay, so on it was a on the broadcast on the. I guess it was. Uh, I I don't think it was Oklahoma City. Oh, it was, wasn't like the actual report though. The actual the actual report was he was just like they were wrestling. They weren't playing him. Basically. Yeah, but the the TV people put old. But the TV, <laughs> TV people put out old. Yeah. And, you know, if the TV, if the same TV guys were doing it right now, it's James Harden is out fat. Because, listen, I guarantee you, he is not a, that injury is not bothering him that much that he can't play. That injury is go get yourself in shape because it's time for, it's time, it's big boy time. Now. It's go time, yeah. It's go time. You cannot hear, you know, like we talked about Joel Embiid before and his love of, of the Oreo smoothies. Yeah. Right. This is what I'm talking about. I think I think they're gonna say like, no, listen, we need you to be 100. percent So you go do whatever you have to. Just work on your wrist. Whatever. Look, I I hope Harden. We see Harden uh, like regular season Harden. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. I, I don't. My biggest fear is that because like yo, I'm like if the Raptors don't go far, which let's be honest, they may not. No. Um. I my biggest fear is that the Harden that's gonna show up in the playoffs. Is going to be the same one from the the playoffs. Uh, fuck, uh, 20, 20, 2018, 2019 playoffs. Yeah. They faced the Warriors, and yeah. he just disappeared. Yeah, that, no. that's my biggest fear. I think Philly's got the same fear. I think they do because I mean, listen, in the deal they gave up, um, they gave up Ben Simmons, which okay, fine, but they also gave up Seth Curry, who they didn't want to give up. Right? They wanted they 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 wanted him because they know that he's a shooter. And I think Brooklyn was smart to hold out and say, no, 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 no. If we're going to take a guy who can't shoot, you got to give us a guy who can shoot. Yeah. Because in essence, what they're saying is that Curry and Har- Curry and um, Simmons will equal up to Harden. And what actually, it's I think the combination of the two of them are better than Harden because Harden doesn't play the same level of defense that Simmons does. Yeah. So, but also, um, speaking of Seth Curry, like, did you see him go off last night? Oh yeah. He's playing great. Like, how yeah. how can he coexist with Kyrie? But like, Kyrie only can play like I think ten more games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and then literally. we'll see. We'll see. Mandates are changing all over. You know. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the province for opening things up. Uh, 
Um, and they're going to do the same thing. They're opening it up in, uh, in I'm sure, New York is not far. Uh, by playoff time, I'm pretty sure Kyrie will be able to play. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I just think I just think that like you're going to say that okay, so everyone can go back into bars, they can all take their masks off, they can all lick door handles, but Kyrie can't play home games. I I just don't see it. I just yeah. don't see it. not the way that things are going. Um, but let's talk about the Brooklyn of it all because you know we talked about Philly. I think we both agree that the fits there, and I think that they won. Brooklyn in that trade though picks up Simmons, and I I wonder. If this is sneaky, a really good fit for Simmons because he's there are two guys in Kyrie and um, KD who are like, don't worry, we we'll take all the shots. You don't have to worry about no shots. We got mm-hmm. this. Yeah, just surround him with shooters like the LeBron method. Right, and that, well, it's almost the Giannis method, except he's not you know dominant down low, but like basically, no, but he, he can get into the lane like at, almost at will, right? Exactly. So, you know, you just drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. Yeah, and you've got and you got his buddy Seth Curry. Yeah, and you're fucking six ten. You do whatever you want, <laughs> and he's he's a great defensive. Like yo, as much shit as I talk about Ben Simmons, he's great defensively. No, he is, and he's, he's a, fucking he, really good. He, he, yeah, exactly. So now he gets to guard the Hardens and the Giannis's, uh, and KD gets to guard someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you're gonna save. KD a little bit of work on the long, on the on the defensive end, just a little bit. You know, I'm not saying that you know, but I mean, if you don't have to guard Giannis and you get to guard, uh, I don't know, Middleton. Yeah, I'd rather guard Middleton than, than Giannis, wouldn't you? Uh, for sure. Yeah, you're not getting elbows. You're not getting you're not getting slammed by Superman over there. No, no. I mean, yeah. and, you know, Giannis is Giannis is jacked, and when he gets down low in that paint, he's a beast to stop. So good luck to you, Ben Simmons. I hope you, um, you know, bought some extra, you know, padding because you're going to need it because like, yeah. that's your job now. You're no longer the point guard. You've got Kyrie Irving on the team. You're not a point guard, dude. You're not a guard. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you're welcome to your center job. You are now the center for the, for the Brooklyn for the for the Brooklyn Nets because who are you going to knock around? Like your backcourt is going to be Curry and and Kyrie, and up front it'll be Simmons, Durant, and I don't know. Aldridge, no. Blake Griffin, uh, maybe Andre Drummond, the ghost yeah. of uh, Andre Drummond. I don't know. Yo, imagine okay. like hypothetically, just be with me here. Yeah. Imagine Simmons come back, comes back with like a silky wet jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like, the he, biggest fuck you to Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? He's like, oh no, guys, I switched hands while I was off, and now I can, now I can hit three. Now I'm, uh, I'm logo Ben Simmons. You know? Yeah, I was right-handed all along. <laughs> That would be that would be incredible. That would be unbelievable. Can you imagine though? He goes on and you know, just to tie knot on this one, he he comes out and he's like, cheesesteaks suck. It's uh it's you know, I don't know, what's the what's the native food of Brooklyn? P- pizza? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah, you know, I just need I need uh it's a super you know, cheesesteaks are, are garbage. I'm here for the uh for the extra thin Drippy uh, pizza slice. That's actually, you know what? Now in Brooklyn, it's probably like some weird vegan kale shit. Yeah, that's probably right. The way the way Brooklyn is now, you know. Oh, uh, guys, I'm not here for cheesesteaks. Have you guys had tofu sandwiches? Yeah, I'm here for a tofu steak. What? <laughs> what? Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! You are no longer allowed in the two one two, sir. Get the fuck out! Yeah. Um. All right. I'll give you another winner. Uh, another winner, and I think the the the, the real winner here because they're also a loser. But the real winner here 
are guys who enjoy shitting on the Lakers, like me. Because, yeah. my goodness, you guys, <laughs> your season, you locked up on the Golden Girls. We're thinking that this was 2012, not 2022. You were like, yeah, I'm going to get the 2011, 2012 All-Star team together, and it'll work a decade later. Because that's how things work. When you yeah. buy a car, you know, in 2011. It always works better 10 years after. It always works better 10 years later. Mm. Hey, hey, ask, ask that to any person driving a BMW. He'll fucking tell you otherwise. <laughs> I knew you were the guy, the right guy to use that metaphor with. Of course, of course. Because let's be let's be real, the, you know, and continue this 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 automotive metaphor. They bought an old, junked up, full of city miles car, and we're thinking, no, no, it's okay. We'll put on a, a nice, flashy gold and purple paint job, and it'll be fine. Yeah, and we'll buff it. We'll put some rims on it, and then, uh, yeah, you know, let it eat. I'm gonna put some Westbrook rims on this thing, and uh, we'll, we'll let, let's go. Yeah. Um, so in 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 fairness, like I think the Lakers were huge losers in that they couldn't. But I mean, they, were they losers? They couldn't do anything anyway. They had nothing to trade. They had nothing. Well, they almost but, got uh, Cam Reddish. Through, like, did you hear the rumor of the of the three team yeah. trade yeah. where the Raptors would have gotten THT and uh... no, we Sorry, say it again. Nerlens Noel and THT were the rumor was that Nerlens Noel and THT were coming to us. Um, Cam Reddish was headed to the to the Lakers, and somehow Russell Westbrook ended up in New York. Which I'm like, mm, that doesn't equal forty million dollars. But sure, mm. yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. Yo, like I would, I'm about that though. Oh, listen, I would love to listen. Mm, you know, you know where my you know where my heart lies. Underneath this raptor, this raptor red, I, I, have, yeah. a, I still have some New York Nick blue. Uh huh. Uh huh. You can't. Don't do that. Don't do me like that, man. Don't do me like that. <laughs> do not give me Russell Westbrook because I'll get excited <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, well, I'll figure it out. Um, Tibbs, but can what you imagine we're... a worse, a worse combination, a Yo, worse combination? What a than... heel turn that guy had. Oh yeah. Hey, like not even like not. I can't. That's a bad term. Like not a heel turn, but just no, like. No, I know what you're saying. Fall from grace. Like Jesus Christ, man. But but could you think of a worse combination coach combination than Tom Thibodeau and Russell Westbrook? Oh God, Jesus, no. First of all, Russell Westbrook. Even if you tried to take him off the court, he's like, no, man. This, I'm I'm on a Tibbs team. I play 49 minutes, so there's only Russ. There's only 48 in a game. I play 68 minutes a game. Like he would never come off the court, and uh, defense. You know, Russell Russell Westbrook. Like that's what the other four guys are for. Yeah, that's not my, that's not my move. My goodness, it would be Lin Sanity. You remember? You remember Jeremy Lin and Lin Sanity? Oh, for sure. So it would I, be. Lin- I was at the game when he fucking hit the game winner on the Raptors. Oh right. Oh okay. Okay. So you. So Goddamn you bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is bullshit. But Jeremy Lin for like. A week and a half was the king of New York. That guy could get into anything. I'm pretty sure that he lived at scores for a week. Um, yeah. You know, back in the day, like he was, he was everywhere. He was a regular at the 4040 Club for oh, sure. Oh, he was, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. And you know what happened to him? A week after, you know, two weeks after he 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 went nuts. Nothing, and that's exa- yeah. and then they turned on him and they were like, "Get this bum to Houston. Get him out of here." Yeah. Which is exactly what would happen to Russell. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is, is Jeremy Lin. I'm saying, like, uh, talent-wise, Russell Westbrook is incredible. He's a Listen, you, you know how New York is. New York, 
New York is a different breed of people. There, you bet your you bet your bottom. I've told you the story on the show before, but I told you the story about the kid, right? That when I went and saw Reggie Miller's final game. Huh. Repeat, so, it, repeat it. I've told the story before. I'm going to tell it again because maybe that's some people who haven't heard it. I love this story. I go to New York City with a with a very good friend of mine for Reggie Miller's last game at the Garden. Okay, so you know it's going to be electric. You know it's going to be something. Spikes down there. Howard Stern's there. They're all out there. All those things. I get in, I got great seats. I'm in the 200 level, but if you remember the Madison Square before the renovation, the 200 level actually extended halfway over the 100 level. Right. Like having slightly higher 100 level seats. It was incredible. We were two rows back from the from the thing. And there's this dad and this kid. And I'm like, this is awesome. And they're booing and it's going great. And, you know, he's like, boo, boo. And the dad turns to the kid and I'm thinking he's going to tell him, hey, you know, sportsmanship is the thing because I'm Canadian and this is what I think we should do. No, no. He turns and goes, he can't fucking hear you, son. You got to give it to him. And the kid goes, you're a fucking bum. You're a fucking bum, Miller. (laughs) And his dad is beaming so proud. He's the happiest man he's ever seen. He puts his arm around his child like he's finally like, this is the son I finally wanted. Yo, listen, that's 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 New York York City. City. And this is, that was, the kid was like, Eleven. Yeah. That's that's but, you know, what I'm as you know, as a Scarborough native, like I feel as though I can relate to that. That's <laughs> that's, that's life. That that's life. What, what do you want me to say? You know what I mean? Uh, that well, it's true. It's true. I mean, that I just I gotta tell you, it was one of the greatest sporting moments of my life because I was like. Now I'm for one hundred percent sure that that, that this that I'm at a New York Knicks home game, because the man was not mad at his son for 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 you know for booing or getting mad or calling names out. No, no, no. It's that he wasn't loud or or you know using enough curse words in in mm-hmm. his insults. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, <laughs> I do think there's one more winner, and I'll uh, I'll let you get your thinking on this. I actually don't mind, and it was a bit controversial. Uh, at the time, but I don't mind the Montrez Harrell deal to um, Charlotte. I think that that's actually a nice little pickup. It, he's not going to fix the defense. No, they don't care about defense. That guy can run and jump out the gym and catch lobs all day from the mellow ball. I like the move for Harrell. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you have another one? No, no, no. Like I was just going to go over my two. Like you know, um, we already discussed in the, on the last episode, but Karis LeVert to the to the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He led the comeback effort the other day. I think it was over Utah, and they they uh, they ended up beating Utah. Yeah, I think Cleveland's looking pretty good. Yeah, um, and also after seeing last night, you know wherever CJ McCollum goes, he's going to be good. He's just yeah. a pure scorer. But uh, watching him fucking <laughs> fuck us up, I couldn't think of a good analogy. No, but, no, he listen. He was well, he, he, just, was, he, just he was, beat our ass. Yeah, he would. Well, let's let's just call it what it is. He, that was a spanking last night from CJ McCollum. He had he could do anything he want every time he wanted it. It was it was something else. Um, losers? Do you have a loser from the? I already kind of gave it that the Lakers were losers, but I won as a result of it. But do you have a loser from the from the trade deadline? Um, I'll see the Mavericks too. Yeah, let's. So two episodes ago, I talked to our you know our friend friend of the show, uh, Dwayne Watson, and I talked to him and I said. We did a whole topic, a whole 15, 20 minutes about how to get Luka Doncic some help. And we came up with this scenario and that scenario. In no scenario did I say, you know what? Take your best rim defender and just get rid of him. <laughs> to, to get Davis Bertans 
and Spencer Dinwiddie, who is a weird fit alongside, like Spencer Dinwiddie is a point guarded name, but he's not, you know, he's not. He's a, no, he's a two guard. He's a two guard. But yeah. so that doesn't really give Doncic. I mean, Luca's got to get used to playing off the ball a little bit, kind of like Booker did in in um, in Phoenix. It'll save him a little bit. But Dinwiddie's not that guy, and you already have Jalen Brunson. So what do you really like? What like who's playing in crunch time? Are you going to play three guards in crunch time and push Luca to small forward? Yeah, they're like I don't understand. You know, I, I'm not really uh, down with the financials of it all, but like they're going to be. I read that they're going to be over the luxury tax next season already. Yep. They're, you're paying fucking Davis Bertans a lot of money to shoot 32%. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't understand. Well, here's the here's the crazier part of that, right? Here's the crazier part of that. Christoph Porzingis was on the books for two years. Davis Bertans is on for three. And it's basically the same money overall. Well, uh, well, how, long, how, much, how much is Dinwiddie on for? Uh, Timeline. Time. Four year deal, so I think he's got three left after this year, something like that. Once yeah, that. him and Bertans make more than Porzingis combined. Yeah, yeah, Porzingis was, yeah, again. And the thing about this, you, you if you're going to deal Porzingis, why not get out from underneath that money so you have some money on the tent? No, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, uh, it's it's weird. Very and, I mean, weird. if you're thinking it like, and there's no height on that team, there's no size on that team anymore. Yeah, and that's team hard to are you gonna play Boban in crunch time minutes? Yeah, I uh, as much I as mean, we love Boban, I don't know. I do, and I, I, I listen. If if the if the the Mavericks end up playing John Wick in the playoffs, then you know, okay, he, you know, Boban knows. The, although Boban did get his ass handed to by John Wick. Yeah, he got stabbed in the head. <laughs> and he didn't he get beat up with a book. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. He, he beats him with like a like a an encyclopedia or something. Like I was like, damn. Yeah. So again, again, Boban would lose both ways. So I, just, I don't get it. I don't understand how this moves the needle for you yeah. at all. I, I just feel, but I, who's losing here the most? Uh, Luca, right? So Luca, <sighs> generational talent. Like I don't, I don't understand what's going on with them. Well, this is what happens when you hire. And again, I know you can get find GMs from all over and stuff, but like this guy was a Nike exec. He's not never been in a front office in a basketball team ever i'm not saying you don't have like get get a scout who who is it it's nico um i want to say nico harris but that's probably not his last name or probably mispronounced his name but he is a he's a former nike executive he's a friend he's, he's, he's super tight with luca and uh he's super tight with jason kidd he hasn't worked in the basketball front office in any capacity uh i think he may have worked in, in like not on the operation side in uh, in at least 15 20 years. Uh, oh, Nico Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. I, yeah, that's uh I don't know. He's a nice well, guy. You pay for what you get, right? Well, this is what, but you're you're Mark Cuban. You're the Jerry Jones of of the NBA. Like I feel like he could have poached somebody else. Are you telling me are you more suitable me for the Bobby Webster who's right over here wouldn't take that job? Yeah. Are you telling me that Mark Eversley, who's sit, sitting there from uh, in Chicago as the number two guy, who's been a GM, is ready to go? Yeah. Hell, you've got John Hammond, just who built or um, the Bucks, um, sitting there down there in Orlando, hanging out with Jeff Weltman. You know that he, if he's stuck in Orlando, he'll he will leave. It's fucking Orlando. He's going to leave. Yeah. What do we do? Like, come on. 
No, I think Brian Colangelo is available too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you, get, you got to know which number to call him on because he's got a couple of different burner phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, as a throwback, as a throwback. They right they may hire Brian Colangelo, but there's, there, there'd be a no wives rule ever at the. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, no, but like, like even if you're gonna go out of, why not? Like, like there's been all those rumors that Kenny Kenny Smith from TNT has been wanting to do this forever. I would take Kenny Smith because at least he's been around the game. He knows everybody in the game. Yeah, he can relate to. The, but do you think he'll be more of like a players guy? If you get you know what? at this point, I don't think so because he's you know Kenny's got to be close to got to be in his late fifties, right? Mid to late fifties, right? Kenny Smith. Yeah. So he's so far removed. I think he's. I think he understands players. He understands the league the same way that like all GMs and executives kind of have to do it. Like James Jones and in, in, um, in Phoenix and 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 uh, I'm trying to think of another player who's Elton Brand a little bit in Philadelphia until they brought in Maury. Like they built, they understand how to talk to guys, but at the same time they're removed enough. And Kenny Smith is even further uh, like a different generation from those guys. Yeah, I think he'd be. I think you know he could do it. I mean, again, I'm not not knocking. Maybe the Nike guy has a ton of connections because he's been, you know, the the players rep. I don't know, but you gotta have got you gotta surround yourself with guys then who are super experienced because, quite frankly, this is his first big deal. He got fleeced. Oh, for sure. You got you 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 went. Oh, I can move off Porzingis and then a weird fit, and you got sucked into that. Even though Jason Kidd was doing enough with Porzingis to kind of build up a trade value, but still, like no. I like. And I don't care what you offer me with Porzingis, but like the guy's made out of paper mache. You oh, know no, what I mean? no, no so like, it's tough. It's tough. No, no, no doubt. But what I'm saying is, Washington. I don't understand Washington's moves because in in the last year, you traded John Wall for Russ Westbrook, then Russ Westbrook for Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and um, I'm trying to remember who the other guy was. Uh, KCP. Yeah. Right. Then you go around and then you and you sign Dinwiddie. In this to replace Wall and be like, okay, we got a point guard to run this team. Okay, cool. And then you start off strong and then you fell apart because, you know, you are the Washington Wizards and that's what you do. <laughs> but then you went and you're like, okay, you know what? We need to, we need to reset. So what I'm going to do here, and then we have Bradley Beal who is so slowly wasting his prime with us. No problem. Okay. What I'm going to do is the guy, the point guard that we signed uh, and who's arguably our leader, not maybe our leader, I don't know. We're going to get rid of him. Then we're going to get rid of Montrezl Harrell, who is a really good backup piece for us. And what we're going to get in return is a late second round pick. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to take Davis Bertans, who's, who we shouldn't have signed to the five-year $80 million deal in the first place. We're going to partner him with Dinwiddie. And we're going to go and get Porzingis, who plays less games than both of those guys. Exactly. Like, again, I think the money thing makes sense. On the financials, I'm, I'm up with it because, again, you traded – you basically – sped up the Vertez contract by a year and say you can get out of it. But Porzingis is, you know, he's not going to make Bradley Beal go, oh, well, now i got to stay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think it's paper machine. I don't understand. <coughs> I guess the Wizards are just going to wizard. Yeah, they, it's, you know, I don't know what they're doing over there. Maybe their first-round draft pick this year will be, um, will be uh, Ron Weasley. <laughs> and uh, um, you know they're they're going to draft the Weasley twins, and that's their, what they're hoping. They're just going to go full Hogwarts on this. On the yeah, that's the only way they can win. They're just they've been trading water for as long as I can remember, right? So, Listen, that that franchise, uh, they're almost Orlando Magic level, almost. But I see, you call, but I see hey, you, Jeff Weltman. It's the uh, it's the Gilbert Arenas, Chris. <laughs> 
good gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, I think those are the losers and the winners of the team. But what I want to get into now is the bio market. Drogic hit the markets today. The rumor is that the Bucks are really hardening on him. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking also- of the Bucks, speaking of the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. We go for how it. bad does it hurt to see Serge Ibaka in a Bucks uniform? You know, a little bit. It does a little bit. But this isn't the surge that we know from, you know, it's not like when he left us to go to LA. He's, he's, he, this is a broke down surge. Yeah. Broke Still, down. Seeing him in that green, I'm just like, ugh. The weird thing is they gave up DiVincenzo. And I'm not saying that D, um, DiVincenzo is like a superstar. But if I'm being honest, the only reason they did that is out of positional need, right? Like Brooke Lopez is, is, is out. <laughs> He's in and out of the lineup. They don't really have a big guy. They don't want to. They don't really like playing Giannis at the five, even though that's his natural position. Yeah. So okay, you go get Serge. Maybe you can space the floor, and then on the defensive end, just take a beating from center. Like that's basically what they got him for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it does hurt. The, the worst part about it was the. Did you see what they what the Bucks did? To like. To, on their social media, they when the, the Bucks went out and put on their social media a picture of Serge wearing an oversized scarf, you know, where he does art. No. They did. And they were like, Serge is all set for Wisconsin winters. And we're like, no, you don't get that. God damn it. Make your own goddamn content. Be original. But the thing is, it was a picture from the from the tunnel, in the Raptors tunnel. Get, like from- the, get out of here. Yo, I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, and 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 I'm not here for it. Make your own goddamn content, Milwaukee Bucks. They're just they're horrible. Like they can't even troll properly. Remember when we played them in the in the yeah yeah, yeah. No, 2016 playoffs? Played the Barney song. It's like oh my god, wow! wow. Nobody's ever thought of that before. Yeah, original. Well, well done, well done, boys. No, um, I just think that. Uh, the bio market, and we were talking about Drogic just said that, you know, Drogic was quoted as, you know, leaving this team and he was, and he was like, ah, oh, I got higher ambitions. And then there was a rumor on the weekend that he was looking at the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, if you go to the Lakers, you don't have higher ambitions. What you have is ambitions to get high in LA. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You got, because they're not, there's no, there's no path. There's no path that I see for the Lakers to make it to the championships this year. I just don't. And I like LeBron's season. He's playing great. But when you got street clothes and you got Russ Westbrook, and that's it. I'm just saying, Malik Monk's been playing okay. But yeah. are you counting on Malik Monk to get you to to through three rounds of the playoffs? Exactly. You you got some issues if you do, right? So Drogic is looking now, looking he might go to the box. Um, that's one guy. Uh, Bembry today, just DeAndre Bembry signed with the Bucks today. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Again, a real needle pusher there, DeAndre Bembry. Yeah, he was he was all right with us. He was okay, but again, he made good decisions with the ball. And, uh, yeah, you know, no, no, he was a great member of the Tampa Tank team. So you know, oh, we, right. we 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 appreciate you, DeAndre. I just uh, got like a Vietnam PTSD flashback from that. <laughs> Okay, so what team do you think needs to pick something up in the in the market, and what is that thing that they need? It doesn't have to be a player because it's hard to know who's going to be bought and who's not. But like, who? What team do you think needs another just another piece? Mm. It's hard to say. Uh, I'm going to try and say something half educated. Uh, be a first time for this show, but let's do it. 
maybe I'd say the I wouldn't mind seeing the Jazz pick up somebody. Yeah, me too. I want to see Donovan Mitchell have at least a fighting chance because that right now that team you're right. The way I look they're, at that team okay. is the first round exit. The first round exit. Yeah, uh, you know, like I, I don't want to bring up the Nuggets are going to get back um, MPJ and Jamal Murray soon, mm-hmm. soonish. We'll see. Timberwolves found out how to win again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics. I don't want the Celtics to have anything for the rest <laughs> of my life. Well, it's funny because that's the, you you you're you're reading my mind because that's the team that I think that needs needs to pick up something. They yeah. need something. I like the, I, I I like Derek White. I don't think he's he's the end all be all, but I think Derek White is a nice piece for the team. He'll, yeah, he played really well for the Spurs for a long time. Yeah, he he has, and he's got a nice he's got a nice uh, flow to his game. He's not the outside shooter, and that's what I think they need to pick up. If yeah. Boston wants to see anything, they need another shooter to keep team uh, guys off of uh, Tatum because they know Tatum and Brown are the only real shooters on the team. Now, the rumor is uh, out there that Grant Williams is a great three-point shooter because he's shooting close to 40% on his threes. But listen, if you're sitting wide open, you know, and not even the concession guys are coming near you, it's like you know, you're in the top row and you're trying to wave down a peanut guy and he's not coming to you. That's where Grant Williams sits. That's how open Grant Williams is to hit, hit threes. Nobody's guarding Grant fucking Williams. Well, of you know, except for the threes. Yeah, except when he played the Raptors and he shoots one hundred percent from three. <laughs> but but that's you know, yeah. So I don't think Grant Williams is enough to, to to make me get get nervous. But if I if there's a three point shooter out there, I'm not saying he's coming out of retirement, but a JJ Redick type, like a guy, an older guy who can just stroke threes for you. Maybe Wayne Ellington is going to kick around something like that. That's the kind of guy I think that Boston needs. They need a, a, a solid three-point shooter. And if they can get that, I think they're going to be surprising. One of those teams that you don't really want to play because if they catch, if you catch them on a the heater, that team can be scary. Yeah. They have a lot of guys that, like, when they go off, they go off. That's what I'm saying, right? If you, if you have to play seven games against Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart if he gets hot, Derek White if he gets hot, Al Horford can still do a little damage. The Time Lord's looking really good on the defensive end. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, this is a team that I think has pieces that could, and I'm straining my voice here a little bit, but, like, they could maybe be good if you squint there. But I think they're a 500 team. I just don't yeah. want to catch them at the, right, at the wrong time. Again, just treading water, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's one of those teams that I just, they got to figure something out. They got to figure something out. I don't know what quite what it is because I love Tatum and Brown individually. Uh, I don't love Tatum's uh, defense. Um, shout out to my wife for, for pointing that out. But, like, you know, you know, they just on paper, you're like, this team should be better. But it's just got no bench. And you know what? They need a, just a shooter. That's all they need. Exactly. Uh, and, of course, they got your guy, um, Slim Shady himself, uh, Pritchard, right? I, hey, remember when I said a few years ago or a few years ago? So last, two year, years ago? last year in his rookie season, you called him. Was it two? Oh yeah, last year. God, it's a twenty twenty two. Jesus. Um, yeah, I said uh, this kid's gonna be good. He's got a wit. He makes good decision with the ball. You know what I mean? He's a mm-hmm. wicked shooter. Yeah. And he, even though he's a little bit small and like maybe a little less athletic than you'd want him to be, he can still get his shots. He can, he's a good creator. But you know, that's just <laughs> gener- generic shit you can say about anybody. But I like <laughs> him. I like him. No, I like him too. It, it, the thing with him, along with a lot of those Boston guys, is consistency. Yeah. 
you know, he's streaky. He'll go off on three games, three, four games. You're like, oh, man, Pritchard's, Pritchard's a piece. And then the next three games, you're like, that's why he's sitting on the bench. Okay. Well, does yeah. he get enough burn? Like, how much how much minutes does he get? He's like, getting more now. I mean, Derek White's going to eat into those minutes, right, because he's yeah. a guard. Because um, they're still starting smart as the only true guard on that in that lineup, right? They start Horford, Williams up front, Brown, Tatum, and Smart. Oh, so, okay. Guys coming off the bench like White and Pritchard and stuff like that. That's like a little bit like us, but in terms of like the center spot, right? They're a little overloaded. They have too many bench guards, not enough balance in the in the lineup. Personally, I right. would take Horford and put him off the bench and just have him come in and play uh, minutes off the bench at this point. But you know, I'm I'm sitting here in a second floor bedroom uh, turned office in Scarborough, and Ime Udoka is making three million a year coaching the Celtics. So what do I know? Yeah, we we're just uh, we're just uh, little boys compared to these guys. Well, hold on now, we are going to be princes of Scarborough. We've we've oh, one of the cheesecakes come from Gino's. Haul at us, Pat's boy, Pat's come on. Oh, but, well, hey, we shouted out Pat's already. We need that other sponsorship. Oh, so we do. We do Gino's. You can hook it up. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to hook up. I'm going to go super hyper local to the corner of Lamarole and, and Birchmount. I'm going to say shout out to delicious a a one delicious shawarmas. Oh yeah. You know, if you want to come on the show and uh, hook us up with some some shawarma plates, we'll, we'll I've I've patronized them more than once in my life. <laughs> I patronized them more than once per week. I feel like uh, they should uh, show the love back to us. Listen, uh, I think I'm putting that guy's kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a stretch there. There was a stretch during the pandemic. Yeah. I, was, I was supporting local. Hey, unsupporting you can't, my, you can't be mad at that. What's that? We can't be mad at that. No, you can't be mad at that. I mean, my doctor might not love my cholesterol because of it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, so we go. I'm just helping out. Listen, we've come to that part of the show. It's it's the world famous Captain Strays. Time to catch them. Who's Captain Stray this week, Brandon? Look, I'm gonna get uh, a little political here, Ooh. but um, non NBA related. Fire away. But uh, the city of Ottawa, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> the police chief just resigned today. Yes, I don't know if did. you heard that. Yes, I did. Um, he would resign before he told he tells these uh, protesters to get fucked. But, you know, what do I know? Again, I'm just a boy. No, you know what? Here's the funny thing about that. And I'm gonna, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, I think that's been the dominant thing for all of us here in, in Canada talking about this. First of all, um, Fox News, if you're going to cover us, at least figure out what, what our laws are like. T- today, I overheard, uh, I saw a tweet that said uh, that uh, Trudeau has suspended civil liberties and they're coming for us. What no. the? Jesus no. Christ. No, that's, that's, that's how maybe it works in your country. But here, we have the you know many, many steps to, to before we start tear gassing our citizens. That's just how we roll. Yeah. Number, one. Number two, to your point about the Ottawa, how is it that Toronto, the biggest city in the country, can have two straight weekends of protests that basically are cleared out by seven o'clock so everyone can go home and have a nice night? I, I fully believe it's the citizens of Toronto and not the police that are making them leave. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know what it is? All they had to do is send down there. They sent down three Scarborough moms. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, the the ladies from Wexford, uh, the ladies from um, not Wexford, those are Scarborough. The three, um, what are all oh, man? I just blow this up. Etobicoke, 
Rexdale. They sent two Rexdale dudes. So that was it. There was five people blocking the entire road. There was three moms from Scarborough and two dudes from Rexdale. And, that and was all, the mom, all the moms were holding slippers. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and given the look. That's all they did. They just gave him the look. Yeah, it's uh listen, we can you're go not, for hours on this. Have your fun, now get now get going. Yeah. That's what that was. Get out. Get out. But seriously, you're right. In Ottawa, what the hell are you doing? Figure it out, man. Figure it out. You you cannot have people taking a shit on someone's lawn and be, being like, "No, well, they're protesting." Like that's not okay. Yeah. This is uh this is why we can't have nice things, Dave. <laughs> this is why. I'll bet you this though, and I will I will end it with this. If if we could all come together, I know that there's people on the left and the right, but I think we can all agree that if if you and I, with our sponsors, Gino and Pats from Philly, and we were able to bring cheesesteak down, we could broker a piece right now. I will give you one of the delicious cheesesteaks if you get the fuck. Yo, 45 minutes, everyone go Clear. home. Done. Full bellies, you know, a little full bit of meat. Bellies, what, what's that? Full bellies, clear, <laughs> clear eyes, full bellies, can't lose. Exactly. There it is. Brandon... Man, so good, so good. So many good stories coming up. The NBA All-Star Weekend is this weekend. Um, we'll talk, let's talk Sunday. Yeah, you and I will record, we'll get back on schedule here. We'll record on Sunday. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about NBA Saturday night. You know? All right, let's do it. All right, man, we'll talk. All right, brother, peace. Peace. Well, that's the show for this week. Uh, thanks so much to Brandon for coming on and talking all things trade deadline. And a special shout out to our friends in Ottawa. We do hope you guys get to your lives back real soon. If you like the show, like, share, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for that. You can also hit me up on Twitter at DaveLTO on Twitter or DLevitt on Instagram. Uh, either one, you can drop your basketball or not basketball thoughts about the show there. Love to hear from you. As always, we'll be back in seven days to talk more hoops. So sit back, relax, and we'll talk to you then.